This is the Forge Audio Network, your official source for all things Forge FC. Here's your host, Anthony Urgioli. Hey, Forge fans, Anthony Urcioli with you. Jessica Lisi is with us as well. And we have a very special guest for this episode, and it's the new commissioner, Mark Newton from the Canadian Premier League. Mark, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to, excited to be here today. Yeah, I just, we do, we actually have more in common than you think because I'm the commissioner of my fantasy football league and I've been waiting all year for someone to be able to relate to, to what I go through. And it's not an easy gig for me. So I don't, I'm trying to put together why you decided to make this jump to Canada and the Canadian Premier League after so much success in the States. Uh, you've been in Africa. Why Canada? Why the Canadian Premier League? Yeah, well, for, first of all, thanks again for having me on. And yeah, I, I don't officially start till Thursday, so maybe you can give me some tips on how to be a good commissioner because I'm sure your league is is awesome. I'm uh, ready to quit. I'm ready to quit. So hopefully your yeah. your experience will go better. Um, I'm definitely not ready to quit. I'm ready to get started and roll up the sleeves. And, and what what excites me is I, I feel this um, incredible excitement about the the, the opportunity. Uh, combined with this incredible responsibility because people like you, uh, our ownership group, the staff, the players have done such a phenomenal job of, of, of starting this league in some of the most incredibly difficult circumstances with uh, the COVID pandemic and everything else. And, you know, this combination of, of assets that have been put together between the league, Canadian soccer business, uh, all the league one assets that, that, that have it gives us an opportunity to, to really take this sport and supercharge it over the next decade or so. And as I looked around the world, I, I don't think there's a better opportunity in the world of soccer or football than what we have right here. And what do you think it is? It's, I mean, to be able to start a league from scratch and for it to be as successful it was in the first year, sure, the momentum was slowed a bit with the pandemic, but we're slowly kind of starting to rebuild rebuild that, that fan base and the, the, just getting the overall brand out there. Right. So what, what do you think has worked so well for the league? It's, it's not an easy thing to do. No, it's not, not easy at all. And uh, if you saw all the work that goes on behind the scenes uh, you know, with a relatively small staff, I'm sure you, you see that at the club level, see it at the league level. Um, what, what makes it go is the passion of the people who are behind it, um, who are, are, are working, working so hard and are so committed to the, to the cause. And, and, and I think everybody sees something bigger than themselves, that they're at the beginning of creating something incredibly special and going to be looked at, look back in their careers and say, hey, I helped build that thing that is now just this juggernaut of Canadian sports. And, and, and that's where we're going. All of the ingredients are there um, to, to, to get us there. It's just going to take time, you know, continued passion, continued hard work, uh, a little bit of luck along the way. But um, uh, as I said in my, my opening uh, press conference, that, that there are no limits here. And that's what's, that's what's so exciting. Well, I have a few questions. I know you're a big marketing guy. So um, I'm curious in regards to, you know, you have York and Hamilton, they're very close in proximity, but they're both very different markets. Um, so in regards to that, do you do you feel that, you know, each team in Canada should have a uniform approach or if it, it should be, you know, more specialized depending on um, the market that they're in? So based on strategy. Yeah, um, 
I always believe that the, the most important marketing is your product and, and doing a great job of not faking it and being incredibly authentic. And, and being authentic to the community in which you work, live, and serve. And you, you talk about the differences between those, those two clubs and you, know, you, you have to understand those differences and, and market to them. You can't try to be one, one or the other. The nice thing that you have there is you have the opportunity for derbies and you know, creating a little animosity or, or friendly competition between the two. But you have to start from a place of authenticity. And if you're trying to build a brand, you're trying to build a business, you have to take that authenticity and apply it consistently over time and try to be as innovative as you can and not try to be an imitation of things that can't come before you. And um, if you do that and you do it over time, you can be successful in building, building a brand, building connection with the audiences, building connection with the community. And within that, do you feel that the, you know, the CPL is really going to take over the digital marketing in the sense of you know, digital media, social media, really taking full advantage of that? Since a lot of you know the fans are going to Instagram and and things like that to really um, you know keep up to date on what's going on in CPL. Yeah, you, you you have to go to where your audience is, and you have to understand your various segments of who who it is that you're targeting, and you you want to deliver um, engaging content uh, to them where they are, and if you believe that's you know, more of a digital audience, and and, and candidly you know. When you're talking about a club, that's probably going to re- reach them you know, the, the easiest. But you have to know who you're targeting, what messages resonate with them, what messages don't resonate with them. So the beauty of digital marketing is that you can try something and measure it and say, you know what, that engagement didn't work so well. Or you can try something and say, that engagement was off the charts. How can we build upon something like that? And you get that feedback through digital that you don't get through the traditional uh, traditional um, media channels. Uh, Mark, we, we opened the floor to some Forge fans to be able to submit questions. Now, a lot of them were around officiating, and they want better officiating. So I, I know you're early in your tenure, but when it comes to officials, and maybe, and yeah, if you don't mind answering the questions, uh, just about uh, officiating and developing Canadian officials, but also even expanding into instant replay. Um, a lot of fans have been clamoring for that VAR technology and mm-hmm. just more accurate calls on the fields. Um, again, it's early in your tenure, but have there been discussions about expanding that? You know, it, it's way too early for me to talk about that. What I can say is officiating is by far the hardest job in the game. It really is such a such a challenging job, and I know the fans are probably speaking to uh, uh, Becker's shot that may or may not have gone in, and if it was if we had video review, um, perhaps might have been ruled a goal. Um, interesting thing about that is that he hit that ball with such venom, it was so fast. I don't even think any of the players on the field knew whether it was in, in or out. I, I, it, obviously, the officials didn't. What 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 it, what what it, what the what the real issue is that you know the the board of directors, uh, including the clubs, decided at the beginning of the year not to have uh, VAR. And so we're gonna we're gonna play a season without VAR. And I believe both coaches took the high road in that game, saying, "Hey, you know the soccer guards gods give and the soccer gods take away." And over the course of the season, it all kind of measures out. Um, that being said, uh, we're gonna take a hard look in the off season and understand all the technologies available and, 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 and decide 
um, whether we're going to implement any for the following season. But the you know, going back to the officials, hardest job in the game. And the beauty of the CPL is it gives them reps that they've never had before. And we're able to, you know, just like we're developing players, we're developing great referees throughout the CPL. And you know, they're developing too. So you, you can't expect to have a, you know, a World Cup final FIFA referee every, every week. But we're giving these opportunities to players and officials, and they're all going to grow up together. And um, we'll be spending a lot of time on that in the offseason. Uh, another common theme in the uh, fan-submitted questions had to do with the availability of the league in more, um, it being referred to as mainstream television. So I think maybe they're thinking, you know, TSN, Sportsnet, CBC, kind of the bigger names in Canadian sports. One Soccer's done a fine job, but it is subscription-based. And so a lot of fans are looking for more accessibility there. Um, I know with One Soccer, it is a contract, so your hands are kind of tied there. But what, what do you think about the future of this league and how it's delivered through mainstream Canadian media? Yeah, content distribution is going to be a big discussion amongst the, amongst the board. Where we are right now with uh, with our one soccer relationship, with people we, we love and cherish, and they've done a, done a great job with us. Um, but I, I think anybody would look at it and say the broader distri- distribution you have, the better the better it is. And uh, we've already started those discussions. I can't really give you a, a, a lot more than than that, other than. We recognize that um, it would be very helpful for the league if we had a broader distribution platform in addition to what we what we already have, not instead of. Right, and um, I do. I want to touch on the future of women's soccer as well. But before we get there, uh, I'm curious about you know continental competition, such a big part of the sport. You know, Concacaf. Um, you know, being the body where we are, strengthening that relationship from a business standpoint i mean what what goes into that to have those relationships with the continental governing bodies which you know are very important in the overall grand scheme of the sport in this country yeah i mean relationships in the sport are really really important i'm fortunate that over my career i've developed a lot at the the right levels and i've already started to have some have some discussions and we're, we're fortunate that the the, the CONCACAF president and FIFA vice president, uh, Victor Montagliani, uh, understands this market better than anybody and uh, is a big supporter of what, what we're doing. Um, and yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to continue to build those, build, build those relationships because when you know, Pacific uh, FC goes down to uh, Costa Rica and, and plays in that heartbreaking game, it just gives the league a higher profile uh, credibility, uh, revenue, more exposure, and all the things that go with it. So it, it really is an important thing to, 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 to understand and continue building. Well, in regards to women's soccer, um, I definitely have a few questions about that. Obviously, as a former soccer player myself and as a woman, um, there's been a lot of chatter regarding the future of women's soccer in Canada. Um, how do you feel uh, that the CPL will potentially contribute to uh, pro league here in, in the future, hopefully near future? Yeah, it's, it's too early. I, I personally, <laughs> I'm a huge fan. I'm old enough where my sister, my younger sister, actually had to play on boys' teams and kind of force her way into that. Um, so women's soccer has come a, a, a really long way. And one of the things for a long time, it was more cause-related. You know, we, we have to support the women. And I think we're getting more to the point, and this is my, my belief, that um, 
I think there's a business opportunity with women's soccer, uh, with what's happening around the world. And um, you, you, you look at um, you know, the crowds at, at Barcelona or the, the women's UEFA tournament or in San Diego for the NWSL this weekend with 27,000 fans. I look at it as, as a business opportunity. Like every business opportunity, um, we need to do the analysis in, in terms of what is the right way. If we decide to you know, uh, start a, a Canadian Premier League women's, uh, women's league, we need to make sure that we've got the conditions to be successful. You know, we're still trying to figure out the, the men's side of things, right? The league's not even four years, four years old yet. And, 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 and you know, we, we need to make sure that the conditions are necessary for our, our current teams to be successful. And then at the right time, think about, okay, how do we integrate um, a, a women's league into that? You know, we're doing it at League, at league One. So you know, we have that from a development standpoint. And uh, I need to understand that better. But I'm, I'm excited that we have both men and women uh, in, in, in League One. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of, uh, of women's soccer. Uh, even though my, my daughters don't play, I'm, I, I've got girls, and uh, I, I think it would be a great addition to the league if the analysis works and the timing works. So then just as a follow-up, um, until that is obviously ready to be in the works, how, how will the CPL um, you know, be promoting the idea of inclusion? Um, I think we do it uh, pretty well from what I can tell, you know, being, being really... Uh, really early, um, whether it's the indigenous communities, we recognize them through uniform designs, through our player and coaching awards. Uh, obviously we've had you know, pride weeks and you know, pride games and things of that nature. And you know, soccer is by far the most inclusive of, of sports. And um, you know, we, you know, we welcome everybody under our big, big, big umbrella. We wanna give everybody an equal, equal opportunity to participate uh, be it as a player, be it as a fan, be it as an administrator, um, we're, we're open to all. Mark, one of the, the best parts about attending a live soccer match um, are those supporter sections and the chants and the cheering and the constant noise. It's, it's like nothing else in sports. What can the league do to foster its relationship with su- supporters and maybe even encourage, encourage more supporter groups like Forge and the Battalion? And there's, you know, examples all over the league. How can the league help kind of facilitate and encourage that? Yeah, I think, um, first of all, we see them, right? They, we understand how important supporters are. I really enjoyed spending time with your supporters that made the trip to Ottawa. A great group, great group of people who are passionately committed. And we talked about a couple ideas. I mean, one is, one thing that I, I, I think we need to do immediately is to, to recognize the supporter shield for the, the, the club that uh, has the most points at the, reg- at the end of the regular season. Um, and the second thing they talked about is can we develop some kind of supporters summit that the league participates in? And I think that's something we're going to look at as, uh, as well. Um, so I, there are a few different ideas germinating right now, but um, know that you've got a, a big fan of supporters group because not only are they you know, kind of the core of, of, of every club, but they create such great atmospheres within the live, the live venue. And uh, the, the bigger, louder, uh, more, more, uh, more visual they get with TIFO and things like that, the better off the, the, the league is going to be. 
All right, now I have to ask you about uh, expansion. I, I know it's it's early, and you've probably there's so much information being thrown at you, and questions and all kinds of things. But I mean, are there areas of the country though that you think for this league to to um, be viable? Let's say, are there certain areas of the country that it really needs to have a strongholds in? You're talking to an American who, uh, fortunately, I have a lot of Canadian help, and so. Yeah, I, I'm still learning geographically in little pockets <laughs> each one of the provinces where, you know, I was talking with your um, uh, your, your technical director. And he was yeah, Smir Neotis, yeah. Tell, tell me about, you know, there's a million people in Mississauga and could, could you do something there? Or obviously we have a void in uh, the Quebec province. And you know, the, there are certain areas that are, I think, really ripe for expansion. Uh, as I said during my announcement, though, we, we, I learned at MLS, if you don't have the right conditions, you will fail. And those conditions are a stadium, uh, uh, a facility uh, that, that makes sense for, for the, the type of league that we are. Um, you need great ownership. You need, you need local support from the soccer community. You need local support from the corporate community. You need all these elements lined up before you make a commitment to to expanding someplace because if you don't have them lined up and they're just kind of promises, they won't happen. You need to have them. So expansion is, is really important to our league that we have to expand at the right time in the right places and, and you can't force it if the conditions aren't, aren't right. All right. It's, it's exciting that you're on board. I'm sure you're excited, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's a little daunting. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to go over and a lot, a lot to do still, but uh, yeah. it's exciting times for the CPL and, and you look, you look equally excited, so it's a good sign. I, I, I'm really stoked. I'm all in. Um, you know, we, we have to get better at everything, but the foundation that, that's been created that I, I am so fortunate to kind of step into uh, is, is really solid. And you know, if we, if we stay focused, we do the right, the, the right things across all the different, different areas, we're going to look back in, in, in five years from now, we're not going to recognize this league. Excellent. All right, Mark, th- thanks so much for doing this. Uh, you, you, you've been busy, so I appreciate you taking the time for us. Yeah, thank, yeah, thank you so much. Me, and importantly, thanks to all the, the Forge supporters and, uh, and and the players who are, who are leaving out there every day. And I, I look forward to uh, getting to one of your matches before too long. Yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll see you at Tim Hortons Field at some point. For sure. Audio Network with Anthony Urcioli. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.